This episode is sponsored by Audible. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, and they have over 100,000 titles available for download. Visit audibletrial.com slash thescaldcircle to begin your trial and download your free audiobook today. It's time to relax, grab a drink, pull up a chair by the hearth, and have a seat in the Scald Circle and listen to Chapter 8 of The High Deeds of Finn and Other Bardic Romances of Ancient Ireland, as told by Manogan. Before we begin our story, we wanted to remind you that we release new tales for free every week. Our shorter tales release on Wednesdays, and our longer chapter stories release on every other Saturday. Find out where you can hear them on our website at thescaldcircle.com. And be certain to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. That way, you'll never miss out on one of our enchanting tales from around the world. Now then, without further ado, this is The High Deeds of Finn and Other Bardic Romances of Ancient Ireland. Chapter 8. How Athne Quitted Fairyland by the banks of the River Boyne, where rises the great fairy mound, now called Newgrange, there stood long ago the shining palace of a prince of the people of Dana, named Angus. Of him it is said that lines are written. By the dark rolling waters of the Boyne, where Angus Og magnificently dwells. Now, when the Milesian race invaded Ireland, and after long fighting subdued the Danans in spite of all their enchantments and all their valor, the Danans wrought for themselves certain charms by which they and all their possessions became invisible to the mortals. And thus they continued to lead their old joyous life in the holy places of the land. And their palaces and the dancing places and fairy moats seemed to the human eye to be merely a green mound or wrath, or a lonely hillside, or a rune shrine with nettles and foxgloves glowing up among its broken masonry. Now, after Angus and his folk had thus retreated behind the veil of invisibility, it happened that the steward of his palace had a daughter born to him whose name was Ethne. On the same day, Fond, the wife of Manon the sea god, bore him a daughter, and since Angus was a friend of Manon and much beloved by him, the child of the sea god was sent to Brugna Boynia the noble dwelling place of Angus, to be fostered and brought up as the custom was, and Ethne became the handmaid of the young princess of the sea. In time, Ethne grew into a fair and stately maiden. Now, in the brug of Angus, there were two magical treasures, namely an alevat which could never be emptied, and two swine whereof one was ever roasted and ready to be eaten while the other lived and thus they were day and day about. There was therefore always a store of food of the fairy, charged with magical spells by eating of which one could never grow old or die. It came to be noticed that after Ethne had grown up, she never ate or drank of the fairy food, or of any other, yet she continued to seem healthy and well-nourished. This was reported to Angus, and by him to Manon, and Manon by his wisdom discovered the cause of it. One of the lords of the Danans happened to be on a visit with Angus, and was rendered distraught by the maiden's beauty, and one day he laid hands upon her and strove to carry her away to his own dwelling. Ethne escaped from him, 
but the blaze of resentment at the insult that lit up in her soul consumed in her the fairy nature that knows not of good or evil, and the nature of the children of Adam took its place. Thenceforth she ate not of fairy food, which is prohibited to man, and she was nourished miraculously by the will of the one God. But after a time it chanced that Manan and Angus brought from the Holy Land two cows whose milk could never run dry. In this milk there was nothing of the fairy spell, and Ethne lived upon it many long years, milking the cows herself, nor did her youth and beauty suffer any change. Now, it happened that on one very hot day, the daughter of Manon went down to bathe in the rivers of the Boyne, and Ethne and her other maidens along with her, and they had refreshed themselves in the cool, amber-coloured water. They arrayed themselves in their silken robes and trooped back to the brug again. But ere they entered it, they discovered that Ethne was not among them. So they went back, scattering themselves along the bank and searching in every quiet pool of the river, and in every dark recess among the great trees that bordered it, for Ethne was dearly loved by all of them. But neither trace nor tidings of her could they find, and they went sorrowfully home without her to tell the tale to Angus and to her father. Now, you may be wondering what befell Ethne, and what befell her was this. In taking off her garments by the riverside, she has mislaid her fairy charm, and was become as a mortal maid, and nothing could she see now of her companions, and all the round her was strange to her. The fairy track that led to the riverside was overgrown with briars, the palace of Hengus was but a wooded hill, and she knew not where she was, and pierced with sudden terror she fled wildly away. Seeking for the familiar places that she had known in her fairy life, but which were now behind the veil. At length she came to a high wall wherein was a wicked gate, and through it she saw a garden full of sweet herbs and flowers which surrounded a steep-roofed building of stone. In the garden she saw a man in a long brown robe tied about his waist with a cord. He smiled at her and beckoned her to come in without fear. He was a monk, you see, of the Holy Patrick, and the house was a convent church. But the monk had heard her tale, and he marveled greatly, and brought her to St. Patrick himself, who instructed her in the faith, and she believed, and she was baptized. But not long thereafter, as she was praying in the church by the Boyne, the sky darkened, and she heard a sound, without like the rushing of a great wind, and mingled in it were cries and lamentations, and her own name called again and again, in a multitude of voices, thin and faint as the cries of curlews upon the moor. And she sprang up and gazed around, calling in return, but nothing could she see. And at last the storm of cries died away, and everything was still again around the church except the singing voice of the boyne and the humming of the garden bees. Then Ethne sank down swooning, and the monks bore her out into the air, and it was long until her heart beat and her eyes unclosed again. In that hour she fell into a sickness, from which she never recovered. And in no long time she died, with her head upon the breast of the holy Patrick, 
and she was buried in the church where she had been first received by the monk. And the church was called Kilethne, or the Church of Ethne, from that day forward until now. And that is Chapter 8 of The High Deeds of Finn and Other Bardic Romances of Ancient Ireland. Thank you for listening to our story. If you enjoyed it, we recommend taking a look at our Patreon page as noted in the description below. You can earn great rewards while also supporting us to keep these stories alive for future generations to come. Also remember to subscribe to us on your podcast application and leave us a five-star rating if you enjoyed the story. A special thank you to Kat for their support this month. Without your contribution, we wouldn't be able to continue these stories, and we truly appreciate it. Visit thescaldcircle.com to stay up to date with all of our current events, news, and much more. Not only that, but you can also visit our story archive of every tale we have told. It's sorted by origin and region for the convenience of your listening pleasure. Thank you for listening to our story. Don't forget, this episode is sponsored by Audible, the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks. While this story is over, you can still visit audibletrial.com slash thescaldcircle to begin your trial and download your free audiobook today. Let us know what you've listened to recently on Audible via our Facebook page. We're always looking for new recommendations.